Welcome to Christie's Comedy Pod. It is like Wednesday. And this is like the afternoon. Last night I recorded my, my podcast um, at like 1 a.m. And that wasn't that good. You know, late at night your brain really wor isn't working as well. Like I like to record this. I'm doing it every single day. So it is kind of a grind. Like this is something that... <laughs> I'm not taking a day off for at least a month, like I'm doing this to myself, like it's a challenge, you know, for at least a month, I'm not going to take a day off of podcasting every day, and honestly, I've, like, sure, I'm brand new at podcasting, and so there's obviously a lot of skill that I need to work on, but I think I've been doing really well at it. My audio is not good, like, I'm just using my iPhone, um, right now I'm actually on a street that's going to be populated, so we'll see how... Like, there's a fucking obnoxious car right next to me right now. So it's just, whatever. Fun. Thanks a lot. Some people are recording podcasts over here. You can still hear him. He's like three blocks away. Okay. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah. I'm in the center of a city. Um, but last night it was weird. Like, I think I did my worst job so far at doing the podcast last night firstly yeah I wasn't fresh off of like you know normally I want to do the podcast after like working out getting ready getting a coffee and like I'm in my best like sharpest um state of mind and you know at 1 a.m you're just kind of not in that state of mind like I almost wanted to I wanted to go watch tv and kind of go to sleep but instead I did the podcast so um and I'm going to get into that for but uh, I think I did my worst job so far. Um, I think it was very, uh, maybe hard to understand, like, some parts were hard to understand, understand and meandering and stuff like that. But also the topic that I was talking about last night was difficult for me to put into words. So that also contributed to the meanderingness of it. I was talking about stuff that was very difficult for me to talk about, like, um, extreme, you know, bad trips on weed, battling, um, inner, you know, inner badness. It was embarrassing to, like, air that dirty laundry. Like, it was, it was a weird thing to, like, finally put out, you know, just to say, like, hey, I was, I smoked weed and I, and things got weird and I had to do all of this inner work and I kind of, uh, spoke it out to you, you know, on this podcast. So, um, it was a little bit like weird because of that too. It was just hard for me to even put into words some of the stuff I was trying to talk about. Um, but still, you know, we did it. It was, it was, I, you know, I, it was cool for me. I liked it. Um, something else I realized, you know, after kind of putting it out last night was that you heard me say, last night was my seventh episode. It was the seventh day in a row that I've done the podcast. It's kind of a grind, honestly, to do it every single day, right? Um, you know, because it takes like three hours at least. And I'm doing so much other stuff. But, uh, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. Um, on average, podcasts takes uh, our seven episodes before the person quits. So... It was interesting to be on the seventh episode and to be like, I mean, you heard what I said. I didn't really want to do it. Like, it was 1 a.m. 
and I wanted to just kind of watch YouTube and go to sleep. And instead I forced myself to do it because I was like, I have to do it. I have to do it every single day. And so I like forced myself to do it, which it's like, you know, not that bad, but I wasn't excited to do it like the other six episodes. And um, so it's interesting, like how, yeah, to, to see how like, okay, that's people quit, you know, by the seventh episode so often. Um, but also like, it was weird to, um, you know, I, I really want this, like, I want to get good at this. Like I want to, I want to be, be able to make a podcast. Like I'm definitely, um, it's probably going to end up being more of a video thing. Um, but I, I think I, I, uh, can do a quality thing. Like, I think I have so much good stuff to talk about. I have so much enthusiasm and energy and like willingness to, to do funny shit and like deep shit. And, um, I feel like this can be really high quality and great. And I, I feel like I should have this great enthusiasm for it. And last night, um, it was lacking a little, like last night I was a little bit phoning it in. I was like kind of yelling at the phone. I'm, I yell at the phone right now. I don't even have a microphone yet. I yell at the phone and last night I was yelling at the phone with a little bit less respect, a little bit less, you know, um, usually like right now I'm actually yelling at the phone with, uh, some respect. <laughs> like, like I, I care about um, who's listening to this? May it be me after this, you know, um, the spirit realm, like anybody, I, I care a lot. Like I really want to respect the audience. And last night it was, um, I did still, but there was just a little bit more phoning it in. There was a little bit more, my energy was off. I wanted to be watching YouTube. I wanted, I wanted it to be over, you know, I wanted to, to finish it and get it out of the way. It was still honestly really great, but I'm just saying that like energy being off is, is interesting. Um, another example of my energy being off was like, I had this crazy weed trip and like ego battle like two days ago where my energy was actually like, people were actually like, you know, really, uh, being nice to me, like, my energy was kind of on a little bit, the next day I come back after this crazy, like, you know, ego battle, and my, e my energy was kind of, like, off after that, like, like, yesterday I show up to everything a little bit, um, spiritually exhausted, and I felt like people kind of noticed that my energy was off, like, I did two sets, two, uh, I went on stage twice to do stand-up comedy last night, and I did, my sets were great. Like all of my jokes were kind of A plus material. Everyone was laughing at every single joke. Um, it was great, but there was like this lack of magic almost. This lack of like all the other comedians in the back and stuff weren't, you know, really fucking high-fiving me the way that it would be if I was spiritually on if I was energetically on, I kind of just did my set, my energy was off, I wasn't there, I wasn't present as much, I wasn't present, I wasn't enthusiastically present, and 
it's a fucking struggle to like you you need to identify what it's like to be enthusiastically present and spiritually and energetically on the ball that's the first step is to like get there so that you can be like here it is here is that and identify what you look like what you feel like what everything is like when you are on the fucking ball energetically you were on it and I've, I've seen myself like that. I felt like I was on it, you know, a couple days ago. And on my on this podcast, I felt like I've kind of been on it for the first six episodes, kind of. Um, and so then when you, when you fall off, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, it's kind of, it's a rut. It's a funk. Like, you fall off and you're like, shit, you know, what do I need to do? Fuck. Like, what? You need to be on energetically. Um, if you're, if you're somebody who has like, you know, an audience, even in, in sales, even if you have like kind of one to two people in your audience in, in, in sales, like people, you can't fake energy. You might think that you can. Cause like, there's some people who are obviously like who, who go out and fake their energy and, and it seems to work and stuff, but fuck that. You, you know that there, you can think right now, if I ask you like, who are phonies out in the world, like big, you know, public figure phonies who are just faking that energy. They're faking being, being on the ball. They're faking it, but it kind of works. Well, you know that they're faking it. You can tell. So I don't know. I don't think you can fake energy, man. Like having that real energy, having that real enthusiasm and really fucking being all in on something, uh, that is magic. That actually creates magic. Like some people are able to, to fake, you know, to fake it in a functional way where, where they kind of, uh, trick some people into believing it and stuff. But like, there's nothing, uh, that can compare to the magic that happens when you are actually fucking on the ball with the energy. Um, Human beings are really good at reading your energy. They've been practicing for millions of years. Human beings are people who can fucking read vibes, pheromones, body language. Oh, they can read it. And, you know, I actually will, I actually have more credibility with this than a lot of you know, people who aren't in stand-up comedy. I feel like in stand-up comedy, you know even way more than, than most people. That cause, Because you can tell a joke with all the same words, with all the same inflections, with all the same body movements. And if you aren't literally, while you're telling the joke, if you aren't literally believing it and like just energetically in that joke it's not going to do anywhere near as well. Like, cause you, you, in stand-up comedy, you practice and I, maybe in sales and stuff too, you, cause you practice so much the same wording over and over and just like tweaking, 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 and like really psycholog trying to psychologically kind of hack your audience. Like with sales, you're hacking them into kind of saying yes when you want them to say yes. With comedy, you're trying to hack them into laughing and, and being as, being as extremely happy and 
and laughing as much as possible. You're trying to hack that. And for God's sake, dude, it is never anywhere near as much laughter as when you are in the joke. When you are all the way, every single inch of your like breath, every single inch of your um, smells, like your fucking asshole, like your armpits, like every single thing is responding to the energy behind each word of the joke. Like that's when the audience uh, fucking stands up and applauds with their laughter. That's when it happens. Um, people can read the fucking energy. And I think I I think that people can read it even like in this podcast. Like if I lessen my respect for the audience, if I lessen my sharpness, if I lessen my presence, I think that even you can probably even hear it in my breath and in my in my inflection and 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 stuff like that. If I start to sound condescending, you're going to be able to hear it cuz you're a fucking human being with a, millions of years of ancestry behind you to back up, you know how to fucking hear when somebody is, like, serious and when they're not. When somebody's, like, um, when somebody's, like, chill or they're not. You know. You know when something's off. And, um, yeah, I just want to be able to perfect my, like, presence and my, like, energy on auditory, like on, on the podcast first. And I, I think that's what it is, is that's why people kind of practice the podcast first before they actually just start doing the whole video thing. Because then, then you add the fucking, um, then you add you being able to see me talk. And I just really want to like keep it quality and like not overwhelm myself to where anything is like, um, you know, there's a shortcut anywhere. So that's why I'm starting off with just audio so that I can really make sure that I'm, that I, that I get it in the bag with audio and then I can add visual and be able to focus on being present visually after that and already have audio in the bag. I don't fucking know. I'm just saying that like, this is, this is for anybody. Like you need to be able to be there enthusiastically, spiritually present with your fucking audience, whoever it may be. That's the that's where the fucking magic is. And may that be like, say that your job is BS. Say that you just have a BS job and what your real deal, what your fucking real deal is, is like your significant other, your family, you know, that's what your real fucking deal is. Or your friends, like your friend group. That's what your fucking real deal is. Like, that's what you really care about. Those are your audience. Like, you know, those are the people that you want to be enthusiastically present with. You know, enthusiastically, spiritually on the ball with. You know, your kids can tell. <laughs> your kids can fucking tell. You know, your significant other, especially she, especially if she's a woman, especially if she's a woman, she can tell. And um, guys can kind of tell, you know, whatever. Like, it's kind of easy to, it's kind of easy to, <sighs> you know, manipulate the male brain. But, uh, but you know, like, yeah. That brings me to something else really fast before we get into a joke premise. What I do with this podcast is I kind of work on joke premises and try to get them ready for being a real joke on stage. 
Um, but before I go into a premise, like it gets me into the fact that you need to love the grind that you're getting yourself into. You need to love that grind because, um, people often don't even understand what kind of grind they're getting themselves into. I've always done this. Like I'll get this goal. I've always had like, I'll, I'll have this goal and I, I try to like put, put myself into the grind, all the grinds that I need to get into in order to get to that goal. And I don't realize that until I, it takes me forever to actually realize that like, I don't enjoy those grinds. Like I don't enjoy editing uh, videos to a high degree. Like, um, you know, if you're like making a YouTube sketch or, you know, a vlog or something, um, that's like really edited, you have to edit for a long time. That's a grind. You have to fucking do it for a long time. <laughs> and I would try to push myself to do that, you know, and edit for like 10 hours <laughs> and stuff like that. And like, you know, we all know there's there's YouTubers out there who genuinely edit for 20 hours kind of in a row. And this is actually something that over the years they they like it. They've they started off liking it from the from the get-go and over the years they still like doing that. I did not start off liking it. I do not fucking like it. I don't like editing. Um so just kind of like, put, you know, figuring out. So that means I can't do kind of any sketches or any vlogs that are going to require a certain amount of editing. I can't do those unless I, unless I have enough money to like hire an editor down the road or something like that. But I can't do those right now. You know, I can only do things. I can do vlogs that are just like more just easy cut and paste, almost editing. Like I can do that, whatever, you know, in sales, like the grind is calling, you know, customers and shit. Like, the, you know, the grind is that, you know, getting the leads. You know, getting the leads and getting the those grinds. Like, you have to, you know, grinds that you think that you're going to have to be in for the next few years. You need to figure out if you can like those, if you, if you like them. Because if you hate them, then you probably should stop going down that path. So many times in my life I've done this where I'm just like, you know, um, you know, with, you know, international affairs, like I was doing international affairs, you know, stuff. And you have to read constantly. I, I probably had to read 200 pages a day. I didn't, I didn't do it. But like what we were assigned was like 200 pages a day of reading about like political atrocities and just, you know, whatever. And writing essays, like, probably at least 10 pages a day of essay writing. And, like, the political writing is, you know, people have said this, like, big big leaders in literature have said this already. That, like, political writing is the fucking death of, of literature, like, of, of, of the English language and shit. It, like, kills, it kills it. If you've read, like, a legal document, you know, you know, it's that political writing with all of these like huge complex sentences that, that they just bore you to death and they make it impossible to like it's hard to even understand what's going on in the political like legal writing um and I had to do that constantly and like 
you need to wake up sometimes and be like, wait a minute, is this the grind that I am signing up for? Because I don't like it. You know? Um, I was doing, I was going to become a diplomat. I was like, uh, in, for three years, like, doing stuff to become a foreign officer diplomat. And I was like taking tests and I was like, um, living with them, like all sorts of things, traveling with them, like research, constantly studying. Um, but in those three kind of four years of being so close, knowing so many diplomats and ambassadors, I was able to see what the grind is. And their grind is a little bit different because they actually are corrupt people who are eating free fucking dinners, free fucking lunches, constantly having uh, luxurious, basically, parties. They are doing that. It's not that fun, actually, because your company is a little bit boring, It's so it's not actually that fun, but it is also luxurious and nice. Fresh-cut flowers in every fucking room, um, provided to you by tax dollars. Now, that's cool, but the grind that they have to do is a lot of legal, political writing and reading, right? I don't like. And also, it is um, being a fucking puppet. When you're a diplomat slash ambassador, you actually have no power, no say. You don't. You really don't. You can be best friends with, you can be, like, you can go to another, you know, country, you go to, fuck, what's a good country, like, huh, fuck, yeah, you, you, say you go to Ghana, fuck it, you know, and you're a diplomat in a, um, third tier city in Ghana, whatever, and you want to help the people, there's, like, this thing that is your, like, you want to, you want to have this power to help these people, you're a puppet, you can't help them. You can kind of like ask and see and stuff, but it's not up to you. No. You're most likely going to have to sign shit that doesn't help them at all. Um, and you're going to have to lie to them and say, the United States, you know, the United States has the best interest in you. You know, the United States would, lo would loves for you to thrive, you know, in Ghana. But it's like you're just lying. You're, you know, what you're doing is just signing papers that are being sent to you from, from above. Um, no matter who your best friends, like, you could be best friends with a diplomat that you're at war with. There's no, there's no peacemaking to be had. The presidents are the ones that are, are, are doing it, the wars, you know. Every single diplomat between two countries can be literally best friends. And the countries can still be at war. Do you, do you get, like, a little bit of what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm just saying that, like... That's a grind, spiritually, that I realized I did not want to do. I was like, I want power, because I'm like a good person in a world that's kind of has some corruption a little bit, if, I don't know if you've noticed, and I was like, I want power, and you actually don't get power, like, these people that I'm looking at, they don't have any power. Um... So, you know, it's better to be kind of an individual actor outside of the system sometimes. Um, sometimes. So, grinds. You need to like them. And sometimes, like, I always, when I have a big goal, like, I try to brainwash myself a lot. Like, where you just kind of push yourself and, like, let yourself 
work as hard as possible and just in you know indoctrinate yourself and just throw as much of the of that thing onto you as possible and you just brainwash yourself with it and in that brainwashing you can be blind to the idea of whether or not you even like a lot of it um and the thing about liking it is you know remember that this is years this is years this is forever maybe this needs to be sustainable because you will get burnt out burnout is real and it will fucking happen it's not going to happen if things are at a good pace if you like the grind if everything's fine it's not going to happen but if you're grinding and you don't like it you will get burnt out and burnout can be like permanent dude it can kind of like make you like really quit uh all of a sudden and like it can be really bad um you know something interesting is like someone was saying you will be alive five years from now like the person that you are five years from now is probably going to be alive will be alive that's like the point is that you will be alive five years from now and that sounds like weird but like a lot of us like if you kind of think of yourself five years from now a lot of us keep it so vague and we kind of shrug our shoulders because we're almost like eh will they even be alive like will they even be alive come on they're not even gonna be alive you know who, who, who cares about them like I don't know if they who knows like, you kind of do that. And sure, like, enjoy today. Tomorrow isn't promised. But also kind of sit down with the fact that you will be alive five years from now and that you actually care. That's you. That is you. You're going to be there. Where do, you, that, where do you want to be? Like, for real. Like, really care for a second about that person. And do you want them to, is the, is the grind, are they going to be grinding and hating it? Are they going to, what are they going to be doing? For real. Are they going to be like sad and tired? Who, what are they going to be? For me, I want mine, like, I don't know, to be uh, financially like stable and still doing this, you know, whole comedy thing and, and just like really healthy. And, uh not hating any of it I don't want her to be hating any of it and so I need to kind of like think about what I need to do to be able to make sure that that's there that, that, that that's happening that I'm not hating it that I'm happy I'm I'm healthy for real because a lot of us like you know we go on this race to hit that big goal we go on this race and we're grinding and fucking grinding and promotion, 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 promotion. That's what I was doing is I like got out of college and I just like took the first thing that would, um, I took the first thing that the, U the United Nations offered me. I was like, yes. And I got in and I just go promotion, promotion, promotion. And I just like every two months just fucking forced myself into a promotion and I grinded and I grinded like as fucking hard as I could and I didn't even see I didn't sit down and just like think like what 
like what is what is me five years from now for real like it would always be this romanticized like diplomat walking around or something but it's like a diplomat has to read a lot dude I, I had to read grinding I had to read so much and I would fall asleep because it's so boring and also it's trauma uh, traumatizing like one of my best friends at the UN she's like she just got her PhD now and she's she's still there she's just gonna be the fucking president of the United States I think um, she's working really fucking hard and it's great she just got her PhD at uh, at Oxford in England and um, like but she came to New York you know a few years ago for her birthday and we have all these fucking balloons and she has this insane fucking huge party like you know rented out a whole club and just all this stuff and we're driving in this taxi to her party and with these balloons and she has this gown on and I'm just kind of like joking around with her hey you know woo like you know this is great like you're doing so well and she starts telling me about how in Oxford, she can't, you know, she's not really making friends. Like, you know, everyone there's working so hard. It's a grind over there. Like, it's not, it's difficult. And she has to read a lot. And her fucking degree is uh, gender conflict, like sexual violence in the Congo and shit like that. So she's just reading about, like, horrific rape all day that's her grind is like horrific rape for real um and she's like telling me and she's crying like she's breaking down crying about all of the rape that she has to read about on the way to her birthday party and like you know i tried to like you know hey we Let's do that. Yes, you know, that's great. Like, I tried to be there for her with it, but I was just thinking to myself, like, almost kind of like, oh, you're doing this to yourself. Like, you know, you're, you know, I just kind of thinking to myself, like, this is how it's going to be. Like, you know, this is the, this is what they're wanting you to do is just constantly read about this stuff. Like, it's just an interesting uh, I forgot what I was fucking even really saying, but, like, yeah, C care about the person that, care enough about the person five years from now to actually figure out what it is that they're gonna be doing, because, again, it's, like, I romanticize, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna keep fucking grinding, and five years from now, I'm gonna be, when people ask me, oh, five years, you know, people always ask that, and I was always, like, I'm gonna be a peacemaking, uh, like, a diplomat, I'm gonna be a peacemaker at the UN, and I always th thought it was, like, this easy chill you know just saving the world like fuck yeah like I just romanticized it but I didn't sit down and just care enough to figure out what that actually meant for me for little old me five years you know in five years like what what is sweet little baby me gonna be doing all day for real like you need to figure that out like are you gonna be sad you know? Um, yeah, so I uh, took Adderall a lot in, in high school and college. And uh, this is a premise. I don't know if I should tell you. But, like, um, Adderall is, like, an interesting way of, like, kind of finding new interests. 
because when the Adderall hits, you need to be doing what you are supposed to be doing when the Adderall hits because it's going to, it's going to blast you off into whatever you're doing. Like, that's what I noticed is like, if you take an Adderall to like write an essay or to study a thing, a book, you can't like, you need to be careful if you're doing something else, waiting for the Adderall to kick in. Like you're fucking, you know, you go try to clean the kitchen while the Adderall kicks in. You know where I'm going with this shit. Like, if that Adderall kicks in, it's going to be fucking 8 a.m. the next day. And you're going to be like on the, your knees, like scrubbing the side of the like wall in your like roommate's room. Like you're going to be, you know, organizing jewelry. Like you wake up. I remember one time um, we literally just needed to draw like Africa and all the countries like, you know, in it. And it was, uh, actually we didn't even need, well, fuck, we didn't even need to do that. We were given Africa with all the lines of the countries in it. We just needed to write in the names of the, uh, countries. And that was like just a little homework assignment, no big deal. And I was just going to do that really quick first, you know, one of my first homework assignments, you know, in high school one night. And I actually had a fucking test to study for. I get that one out and I guess my Adderall kicked in during that. Six hours later, I woke up um, drawing on graphing paper a scale, a two scale uh, identical drawing of Africa. Like all, the whole coastline two scale on graphing paper. I was drawing it. And it, I, I had been, I had only gotten like a little bit of the you know, kind of most of the northern part of Africa, I'd only gotten that done in six hours. And I, and I never noticed the whole six hours. I never was like, hey, I need to go, I need to study my actual test. Um, so that's like an interest of like, okay, I, uh, you know, drawing, you know. One time in college, I uh, needed to be studying. I needed to be reading a book. And instead, I was kind of looking at some dog breeds. My Adderall kicked in. The sun came up the next morning. And I had a full PowerPoint with over 100 pages of my top ranked, excuse me, my top ranked dog, uh, dog breeds, 100 top ranked dog breeds with the picture of the dog breed the ranking, details about it, like all these details, all copied and pasted, like a whole PowerPoint presentation. It was a little bit useful because to this day, I know every dog breed, like a dog passes and I'm like, oh, that's a Weimaraner, like mixed with a, you know, fucking whatever. I'm like German pointer. Like I like know every dog breed now kind of, um, but it's like, I wasn't interested in my book. I was interested in dog breeds. Like, and I, that, that was the night. It kind of feels like a waste of time, but at the same time, it was, and it was an experience. Like I, I still remember that. And, and I, and I have all of these skills now knowing about dogs. So that was like still a special, and I think I probably did, did okay on my test. I have to pee so bad. I'm like 
I'm like squirming in my seat. Um, I wanted to talk about new, new rappers, people who are brand new rappers, sometimes at comedy, uh, you know, comedy mics, there will be some musicians too that are trying to like be brand new musicians, which I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but like, I guess they have to practice in front of an audience kind of thing. And, uh, sometimes it's a rapper, a brand new, like fucking rapper. It's never very good, by the way. Like, live rap isn't known for being that good, I don't think. Like, r live rap on a microphone. And, uh... Anyways, but it's funny because the rappers are always these... And, and I'm not even talking... Like, yesterday, for instance, there was a rapper, and he was just this scrawny white guy, you know, with shaggy hair. And he's, like, rapping... And uh, his lyrics that he wrote himself are all talking himself up. Like he's like, I'm the, you know, I, you know, I make them, I make their jaws drop on the floor. You know, I make the, I make the crowd, like, <laughs> I make the, um, I make the crowd uh, scream, and you know, they, they can't believe what they've seen. Like all this stuff, and he's like talking himself up. But it's, like, insane because this is not true. Nobody's jaws are dropping on the floor. Ever, probably. Nobody's screaming. Like, he's literally speaking facts about himself that are untrue. It's insane. I, I, I don't know. It's, like, that's how they have to, uh, to like... I've seen people, it's, it, sometimes it's very sad, because the rapper is, like, very sad, they're, like, really in the grind, in the early stages, and they're nervous, and all this stuff, and they still go up, and they're like, you already know what it is, you know, they, they have to perform a level of confidence and credibility that they literally don't have, and it's the most, like, comic tragedy shit ever like it's so embarrassing they're like i have seven thousand hoes and all this stuff and it's like they're literally a virgin and no no girl has ever liked them i have seven thousand hoes you already know and it's like n no you don't like literally you don't like you have you have a hundred followers on instagram and, uh, I just don't even fucking know. I wrote something close to a joke about that down, but I don't, I don't have it near me. It's like, sure, like, fake it till you make it, I understand, and like, you know, fake it till you make it, and just like, oh, you can, you know, you can write anything, you can say anything, oh, is this an affirmation, maybe? Like, this is an affirmation of, like, I am loved, I am healthy, I am wealthy. Like, but also, no. Like, also, like that's not even where they're at energetically with it. Where they're at is that they just genuinely are trying to copy people who have said these things before. You know, they're just literally thinking that that's what needs to be said. You can rap anything. Like, rap is just poetry to a beat. Like, you can rap what's literally happening. Like, you know, what's literally going on in the world, like, what's going on in your life, like, you can really rap, you don't need to rap that, um, 
everybody at my school like fucking is obsessed with me and shit it's like are they really no so then why are you like you know good art is like often honest or something like it comes from a place of like real honesty and like um yeah i'm about to have to get out of the car for a second because uh we're all meeting outside but uh what is this successful <laughs> i just like said successful out loud but um basically uh this was another thing is just like um somebody was saying like you know if if currently you're in a in a place where you feel like kind of everyone hates you things are going wrong like, if you're in a place where things aren't going right. Think about how if, when every movie starts, like, every, like, big achievement movie, it starts with the main character in that position. That, you know, those, you know, you start off the movie and the main character is like, oh, like, I, I don't have any money. <laughs> like, everyone hates me. I don't have one friend. Everyone around me hates me those movies and the main character starts and he's like god i'm i'm you see the main character it, it starts with the main character hitting rock bottom somehow you see that and that's the beginning of the movie and you see the main character uh start grinding and writing down his goals and realizing what his goals are and and fucking working on them and planning and, and growing and, and magic starts to happen and, and by the end of the movie like it's this you know he's a wise man after his success and and he realizes what love is like if you're currently in a in a state where and I'll be in that state you know two days from now like who knows like just even in slight little you know places where you feel like oh man right now I'm in a bad moment of the day any of those times it doesn't even have to be the one time in your life that you hit rock bottom just any moment of the day that's kind of a rut try to remember that of like oh what if this is the movie starting right now just at what would the main character okay right now this is the movie uh, uh you know uh, i'm late on my report like <laughs> how can i do it how can i get it done and, and have an epic day that's like movie worthy <laughs> i'm gonna like turn it in running in high heels you know turn you know turn it in while i'm on the phone with somebody else closing a deal like start now like if you're in a rut that's the best time to like pretend to like start a movie you know and uh jlo uh J-Lo, I, I just want to say, like, um, men have, like, a lot of people have, like, okay, you know astronauts are basically people who go into space, and they're called astronauts, they're, like, basically going as far out into the astro world as possible, no pun intended about astro world, but, like, then they're psychonauts, people call people who go far into the psychological thing psychonauts, they'll do psych psychedelics, like, people will take, like, you know, 300 hits of LSD and, like, try to report on it back. 
because they're being like astronauts except they're like heading as far into the psyche as possible and trying to come back and report on it you know an astronaut that just goes out into the space and and dies they're not coming back and reporting on it they don't really count as an astronaut like you know you know there's different people like that and men don't realize that women have women have that version for beauty we have that for beauty and like anti-aging and youth we have j-lo that's what we have that's who we watch and we're like oh 48 years old 49 50 go 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 she's going as far as she can she's going as far as she can how are you doing it how do you still look young we're doing that and she's like not telling us by the way what her fucking she's not reporting back like we're like what are you doing and she's like oh just you know just eating vegetables working out and we're like bullshit tell us what you're fucking doing report back it's a it's kind of like intense like Imagine, like, somebody, like, went and, like, walked or, walked on mo- on the moon, walked on the moon, comes back, and we're all, like, on Earth, like, bro, how did you do that? How did you get there? Tell us. And he's like, I just hoped it would happen, and it happened. And you're like, bullshit. Like, you made a spaceship. Like, you had to get, tell us how you actually fucking did it. And he's like, no. That's what JLo's doing to us. She, like, won't fucking tell us what she's doing. It's, like, this is, like, anti-science. Like, it's really fucking wrong, honestly, of her to not tell us what she's doing. Like, this is really bad. She is not a friend of of womanhood. She is not a friend of, like, the womankind. Because we are all looking to her and being, like, how are you doing it? This is important to all of our, our livelihoods. And you aren't reporting back... Every single woman who has ever lived has been one science experiment of how to not age, how to age well. And every single experiment has failed. JLo is the first experiment where it's, it's succeeded. Her, her shit that she's done has succeeded. And we're saying, what did you do? What, the th- what were the things that you did? tell us that's what science is is as soon as the the experiment succeeds you take those notes and you share them with everybody else and you go this is what was successful this is what we did you tell us that's science bitch she's such an enemy of the people dude she's like not telling us what it is as soon as she does we can all tell our kids that you really can be anything you want on earth including 50 and fuckable okay i have to go outside um i guess this one's gonna be short or something let me just pause it one second okay okay i'm back hi um so basically last so yesterday i spent my second night with this trump supporter guy who i uh he's my sugar daddy right now um, usually you cannot find, like, I don't do that, like, it's, it's so difficult, but, like, I went on a first date with this guy, and I really liked him, he's, like, a fucking man, he's, like, so attractive, and he's so, um, nice, and cool, and he's a fucking gentleman, he is a Trump supporter, (laughs) 
but I don't know. I mean, this is Texas. Like, I don't understand. Like, he's, he's like, really nice about it. He's a very nice fucking person and stuff. So it's just, like, look, dude. And I've talked about this a lot. But, like, so I spent my second... I spent my second night with him. And, uh... We had agreed that he was going to be giving me $500 whenever he... Whenever I spend the t night with him. Like, and... This morning, I like walk, you know, I was like following him around the house and shit because uh, he didn't give me the $500. And like he, you know, I followed him all the way to his car. He had to like leave for work and he, he he's like, okay, bye. And I was like, just feeling so weird. Like, okay, I'm all, I'm sitting here like, didn't get that much sleep because, uh, you know, it's hard to sleep in someone else's house. Didn't put moisturizer on my face. Like, if a girl sleeps over at your house, She's in she's in um investing so much cuz she's not putting her like she's not like really washing her face and putting all her skincare stuff on like she's sleeping with her face drying out and shit and breaking out. She's like not brushing her teeth, she's not putting a retainer on. She's like she's investing kind of a lot. And um so yeah, I'm like sitting there with a dry face, makeup everywhere, smelly you know my hair is all messy I'm sitting there and I'm just like oh should I ask him for five hundred dollars and I, I didn't and so I just leave and I go I uh actually went and bought Botox for four hundred eighty two dollars which is something I do every three months um and I didn't have the money so it just like became like a debt on my credit card an extra debt like like my credit card was already maxed out and I just put another $482 on it and I just felt all day I felt so off like oh he doesn't you know he doesn't like me oh he's not gonna be giving me like I'm sitting here with not money uh, you know I don't have like what the fuck it's you know the holidays are coming up and I I want kind of extra money to, so I can buy my parents and stuff presents like I need last night he told me that he liked me a lot it was so oh my god he's like hot as fuck and like he told me that he liked me a lot and he was like I want to propose that I'll just be giving you two thousand dollars a month now you know and I just said yes right away I didn't even like take the time to calculate what that really means because I like I like him like he's not annoying like he doesn't take much of my time or anything like effort nothing like he's just like this really hot amazing guy like you know and I was like oh he can tell that I like him so maybe that's why he like didn't pay me in the morning because he's just like oh she likes me fuck it you know why would I pay her I was just feeling so bad all day today and just right before I started recording this I called him and I was like really meandering a lot on the phone with him like he answers he's so fucking nice um and I was just like I um it's not your fault it's my fault but like I I just I I didn't know what to say I I I I, I like just so much and he's just like do you need anything like you know do you want just just ask if you need anything and I was like oh my god like it's wild for a guy to just be like, yeah, just ask if you need anything. To somebody who he met, he's only met them twice, you know? He just, like, 
sending me money and but it's important that he can tell that I'm sincere like I'm actually sincere this is like anyways he sent me $500 over Venmo after I I just called him and asked him and he sent me the $500 and I just like it's a relief um I was like oh my god thank you and he's like you're welcome it's just so nice um uh like I told him last night I had to go record the podcast outside in the car and he like brings out this bag of microphones he's like does any of these because I need a microphone and it's just so nice to have somebody that like you know he's somebody that would be able to support me in a very well-rounded way like he'd be able to just be like what do you need you know and we're not there yet like we've only done our second date he's a massive Trump supporter so like something could go wrong at any time like um he he seems to allude to like slightly losing his temper in a way like not losing his temper but just being getting mad at people like he gets into conflicts um he's very gentlemanly and like professional but like for instance like he goes to the dog park at 6 a.m every morning with his dog off leash and he'll like get into conflicts with who he calls male Karens who like tell him to put the dog on the leash and he was saying like today somebody said oh put the dog on the leash and he was like my guy was like uh uh next time I'm gonna put you on a leash like he was literally saying that and this is like a you know very white guy I don't know uh just weird like so it's it's not like it's not like I we're living together and and I'm just completely stable and like you know my bank account is straight up connected to his like I don't feel safe at all like any at any I don't feel safe at all but it's just like really cool to you know bef- before him I just kind of would meet people on this website and I would hate them so much and I'd kind of like try to get as much money out of them on the first date and then never talk to them again and be traumatized and just be stressed about, okay, who will I meet next now on the website? Like, it was just so, uh, way even more unstable. And now I have this guy who is just so great. And all I have to worry about is kind of, uh, you know, maybe keeping a relationship with him. Pretty exciting. I don't know what to fucking say about that. I mean, just confrontation, like, always always talk and be open and be be sincere like if it's an uncomfortable um if it's uncomfortable like say it say that it's uncomfortable like if i had just if i had just asked him for the money there's so many ways where i could have asked him for the money where he wouldn't have liked it right if i had texted him like i called him i if i had texted him for the money he would have maybe felt like oh really like you know not knowing what tone I had and just kind of being like "Mm mm-hmm you're fucking texting me for five hundred dollars like what like I could have called him and be and been like hey could you pay me that money from last night that you owe me like I could have said it in so many ways where maybe he would have been you know like bitch what the fuck but I confronted it and I said I, I kept saying like I don't you know, I feel weird talking about this. I feel uncomfortable talking about this. Like the whole, just really showing, you know, you can do that. Like you can always do that. You can, you can put your foot down 
on something and still say that you feel uncomfortable you can still say i hate doing this like i i i don't like doing this but like i am also still telling you that this is important you know i also am telling you that like i feel like this is important um i just you know it was just like cool because he could have said no in so many fucking ways but like i just like asked him in such a fucking i was like really just on a tightrope there asking for 500 dollars over the phone to like a stranger so yeah i am gonna tell you one more thing somebody was saying that like um when you have a creative gift a lot of people are born with a creative gift and they're very different but one thing that's similar about a creative gift is that it's pretty uh wild it's a pretty chaotic part of you having a creative gift is like somebody giving you a horse you have to learn how to ride it if you just like hop on a stallion drunk it could kill you if you just like ride out your creative gift with just drugs and like carelessness and you don't try to figure it out you don't really try to like learn what it means and be disciplined about it a lot of fucking creative people their creative gift has killed them a lot because when you dive into that part of you it's a wild kind of part of you and so you have to come into it with you know understanding like you walk up to a horse understanding that there's a lot of fucking power there's a lot of chaos and you need to be calm and you need to be you need to really be respectful about it and figure out how to ride it you need to treat your like creative self when you're working on it like when you're working on your your creative skill when you're working you need to treat yourself like a baby too like you need to really encourage and nurture yourself while you're working on it don't just push yourself you know you don't just like fucking hop on a horse and just kick and fucking slap it and grind it like grind it uh you have to be nice dude you have to like pet it you have to feed it like be, you know you have to nurture it nurture yourself uh you don't want to get burnt out and like all fucked up on your creative skill because your creative skill is that magic so you need to really like hold it in your hands it's that it's that little um when you have a whole thing of hay in your hands and there's a little amber like a little little ember of a uh, flame inside and that's you you have to fucking cradle that flame in order to make a fire you can't just fucking throw it on the ground like cradle it you know with my creative skill i have to sit down and i have to write a lot i have to go on stage and like sometimes fail in front of a lot of people and just be around assholes sometimes and like all sorts of things and so i have to really nurture myself a lot and be like 
you did a good job, you know, you did a good job, Christy, and like, you know, we're gonna write for one hour, like, I, I treat myself like a little baby, you know, we're gonna write for one hour, and we're gonna wake up in the morning, and I don't wake myself up in the morning and just fucking push myself, I wake myself up with a reward, like, giving yourselves, giving yourself actual rewards that are healthy, by the way, like, I, I wake up, and I go, you wake up at, at your fucking time to wake up and you get a nice coffee like a coffee that tastes really good and you get to take a walk and you get to do this like you give healthy rewards and little time limits like you know you do yoga for 30 minutes and then you do you know weight training and shit cardio and stuff for okay it cut out but okay just like um some people will be like oh you know for instance if you feel like you need to write or you feel like you need to make calls to to potential customers and stuff, stuff like that, you might just wake up and be like, I'm going to get up and, and I'm going to write all day long, or I'm going to make calls all day long. I'm going to do these things like all day. And that's not going to be good. You're going to get burnt out at the end of the day. You're going to, this is not something that you're going to be able to duplicate, uh, to duplicate. Like you're not as hard of a worker as you're trying to treat yourself right now when you do that. You need to treat yourself like the little baby that you really fucking are in there. That like, the way that I keep waking up on time every single day is because I've made it something that is good for a little baby. That like, I wake up at 10 a.m. My sleeping schedule is 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eight hours. I wake up at 10 a.m. And I wake up on time now because I have a reward, which is like a really good coffee and like a nice stroll and like a, a really good um, morning wake up podcast that I that really motivates me um, and little rewards and like the, you know the next thing I do is like you know wash my face and stuff like and little um, the, ca the caffeine like helps me on my next my then I write for one hour and I don't write for more than the allotted like the time you give an end time you give yourself a chunk you know that it's going to end at a appropriate amount of time. It's not going to be torture. It's not going to be some punishing long marathon. It's going to be a cute little appropriate amount of time with an ending and a little reward at the end that when I finish that, I can go do my yoga. I like doing yoga. It actually like it's fun for me. And while I'm doing yoga, I listen to like a funny podcast and like it's exciting. And then while I do my um, cardio, I, I get to listen to fucking dubstep and like cool rap songs just always like little chunks of work that are not excruciating with healthy rewards that aren't pushing you you know not like a fucking piece of pie no instead it's like a, a bowl of grapes you know cute healthy rewards blueberries are actually really good like re revisit blueberries they're actually fucking good and you know yeah so what was the first part of it? Like, being able to encourage yourself, um, so that, so that you can keep going. Like, I, I know when I have a really productive day now, I, I don't feel at the end of the, you know, when you have a really productive day and at the end you're like, but the problem is I'm never going to duplicate this. It was hard. What you need to get to a point where you can have an extremely productive day and at the very end you're like that was 
awesome. Like, I want to duplicate that because it was pleasant. It was pleasant and I feel like I achieved a lot. Like, fuck yeah. That's like a good productive day. And I, and I had that a few days ago. I like had the full on, the full on like thing of my productive day. And I was like, oh my God, I can duplicate that. And it's exactly as productive as, as I want to be. So, I don't know. What the, f like what, how did I start with, I don't know. Um, and I'm just going to leave you with this image of like, my grandpa in South Georgia, my grandpa lived in the middle of the fucking woods in a little trailer. Um, he was a nice, sweet old man who had been somebody who, uh, dropped bombs on everyone he saw, quote, in Japan or Korea, I forgot. No, it's in Japan or whatever. He was in the Japan Japanese, like in that area. He just says that he, uh, he was in the little bubble where you are, you know, the plane is flying and you're in this little bubble that can see. And every time he saw anyone and he like smirked when he said anyone, like as though basically no matter who the fuck it was, may it, you know, he didn't give a fuck. He dropped a bomb. So sweet old man, um, in the fucking middle of the South, in a very small town, uh, was kind of an, he was an alcoholic. He quit all his jobs. He got into fights with um, races, other races, and with the people at his jobs. Sweet guy. He was sweet when I met him. You know, it's wild how sweet an old man can be compared to like who he was too, you know, who, who he was. He pulled a gun on his family for, during Christmas. Um, I wasn't there for that. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he donated to anti-Semite groups for some reason, like it's kind of strange, but you know, he, uh, what was the other thing? Yeah, just, you know, yeah, so he, he lived in the middle of the woods in a trailer, and he was actually very sweet, and um, he would always tell me that he wanted, that I needed to be paddled, and I, I didn't get spanked when I was little, because I, I was actually a really good little girl, so I didn't get spanked, I didn't need to be spanked, um, but every time we saw him, he would just kept saying, like, you need to be paddled. I need to go get the paddle. Your mom needs to paddle you. He kept saying that and it sounded fun and cute. Cause like paddle, I don't know what that is. Like, is that a kayak or what is that? And um, my mom would always be like, oh, he's talking about, you know, beating you, but it's fine. He, no, but it was always like kind of cute. Like it was never scary, even though looking back, it's like, what the fuck? What, what was... I was nice. Like, why do you... Why do I need to be paddled? Like, fuck you. Hello? Like... But one time we were, like, going for a walk. We would always go for walks in his woods. And, um... He, like, 
said that people can eat acorns. And I was like, no, they can't. Like, what are you, crazy? And he sat down in this chair where I, I, he was almost eye level with me sitting, you know? And he fucking put in it. He ate an acorn. And he just stared me in the eyes, chewing this acorn. And um, the acorn is yellow, like a chunky yellow liquid just flowed down his chin while he chewed. Lots of it. Most of it just was flowing out of his mouth. Chunky yellow, you know, acorn liquid was just flowing out of his chin while he was chewing and staring at me in the eyes. And, uh, the mental messaging that I was getting was that he was just genuinely trying to prove to me that you could eat an acorn. Like he wasn't even, it wasn't even funny or a joke. And that's, that's a lesson on dignity. You know, the dignity of someone who, I don't know how many people he killed. You know, I don't know how many people he thought he was better than. Every single race, every single religion he thought he was better than. Everyone in the town he thought he was better than. Um, and there he was on a rocking chair in the woods next to his trailer with acorn juice flowing down his chin. You know, uh, a black man broke his nose while defending himself. Um, the black man was defending himself against my grandfather. The black man like threw a brick at my grandfather in self-defense. He was being chased by my grandfather. And my grandfather's nose broke and he couldn't smell for after that. I feel like, like that's kind of weird. Is really your nose breaking going to ruin your smell? But whatever. He couldn't smell anymore, genuinely. Like, he kind of stank sometimes and, like, he couldn't smell um, ever again. And I remember a few times, a few of the last times we visited his trailer, my mom said that she could smell gas. Gasoline, like gas leaking from the stove gas and she was like oh you know and it was interesting because it's like she didn't even really do that much about it she was just like i smell gas leaking and he's like i can't smell anything so you know and that was basically it and he uh moved out and died and stuff like that and another family moved into that trailer and it exploded there was a gas leak the trailer exploded and a family including a seven-year-old girl died in there <clears throat> so I'm just gonna leave you guys with, with that. Hey, goodbye, goodbye.